This is Too Much Grit to Quit. Sports personalities Shelly Till and Dave O'Hara bring you non-sugar-coated stories of the famous, not-so-famous, and everyday hometown heroes who have overcome adversity and incredible challenges to achieve success. Too Much Grit to Quit. Discover the key to unlock the chains that keep you from achieving your dreams. Please subscribe, like, share, and download today. Hello and welcome into Too Much Grit to Quit. I am Shelly Till along with my co-host and friend Dave O'Hara. We are excited to have you along on another journey with us to uh, welcome in a guest in a little bit here who has done some pretty remarkable things in her very young young career, young age. And um, I know that she's full of wisdom from reading her blogs online. We will be joined later on by Josie Coleman former University of Florida tennis player and national champion. And like I said, doing great things. But if you are new to the podcast, welcome in. If this is a return for you, we are happy to have you along once again. And we would just ask, like you heard in the open, if you could take a moment to rate, review, share, download our podcast so we can help other people enjoy it as much as you are. And Dave... How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And I'd say one other thing. Subscribe, 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 and get those gloves from George Kittle, Shelly's uh, son-in-law and all-pro tight end. Game-worn gloves of his record-setting year last year, and George will autograph those bad boys for you. So subscribe, subscribe, and we we keep asking you, and we appreciate your feedback. And like Shelly said, we're inspired by your comments. And this was the whole point of Shelly and I getting together to do this, is that we love sharing our stories and the stories of our guests, but we love your feedback and Shelly it's cool to get feedback from our listeners that say these sound very raw and emotional and and they're very gritty pun intended and that's the whole idea is I I just love the fact you know yeah you and I are saying hey this is great this is fun and we get to we get to share our stories or their stories but I got to give it to the guests as I know you talked about off the air with me too that the vulnerability and the complete and utter openness that our guests have with us and our listeners cannot even begin to say thank you enough and as you mentioned Josie Coolman will be no different this week, I'm sure. That's right, and it's it's been such a joy to uh, allow this platform, and just the fact that people are willing to be vulnerable and share their stories. And uh, you know, we we like to say that we're unlike most other sports shows. We're not just going to bring you on and talk about your stats and talk about your win loss record and what you were thinking when you made that play at the end of uh, Game Seven in the championship. Um, we want to talk about what you had to go through to get here, the, the stories, you know, the, the, the iceberg that's underneath the water that no one sees mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and creating that environment for people to do that because that's the stuff that isn't talked about enough. I don't think it's agreed. You know, everybody, we see their highlight reel, whether it's on TV, ESPN or social media, you get to see the good things, but, and not that we're not highlighting the good, but we want to hear the raw, the emotional, the stuff, that uh, you know developed your grit muscle because that's why we want people to listen to this to know that hey you might be sitting there at your kitchen table or at your computer or driving down the road listening to this thinking that is this all there is because <laughs> this kind of sucks yeah. <laughs> yeah to know that it can get better and it doesn't matter you don't have to be an athlete to experience adversity we just happen to have a, a direct line to that world. And so that's really the reason w- that we're doing this. And we're happy to have you guys along. And like Dave said, all the stories, the guests that we have had so far have been phenomenal. And we look forward to having more. And if you have someone in mind in your world or that you'd like to hear their story, please feel free to reach out to us and let us know who that is. And we'll see if we can get them on. 100% all over it as always you are, Shelly. And you got some travels to talk to us about. You're going to be doing some PowerPoints and some talking at a much hallowed, speaking of the athletic world, uh, Duke University. You're going to go to North Carolina. And why don't you give us a little update on what you got going on? Because uh, I am just always intrigued about uh, what each of us has going on. And you know, Shelly, you know, to your point earlier, we both have been in uh, professional broadcasting for 25 plus years, sports in particular, and other forms of broadcasting or media. But, you know, what this show brings is not that low-hanging fruit, and that's not to demean what anybody else is doing in our profession. But like you said, we like to go a little deeper in, again, with our guest this week, Josie Kuhlman. Beautiful Depths is her personal blog, and want you to check that out, too. And Josie will give you all that information once we have her on. But 
I want to hear about what, and I want the listeners to hear about what you got going on. And obviously, we want to preview, and then of course we want to review when you get back. <laughs> we we want, to, want the preview today and the review next week. So let's hear it, Shelley. What you got going on? Yeah, I will. Uh, thank you. I'm actually I'm super excited about this. I've been invited to be one of several speakers at a coaching conference. It's called Moving Up. And it's being held at Duke University. And this is, I believe, the fifth year of the conference. And it's designed to just help young aspiring coaches or people in leadership positions to uh, develop their leadership skills, their communication and connection skills. And so I love going to things like that because your audience are people that want to be there. They want to get better and they want to uh, they're like minded. And so I'm humbled. I actually called the director. His name is Hernando Planels. He actually was the associate head women's basketball coach at Duke University. And he has since resigned from that position to do more of this kind of stuff. But um, I called him up just to inquire about attending the conference. And one thing led to another. And he said, I would love to have you be a speaker. So I am going to go and uh, talk about vulnerability. We're talking to Josie Kuhlman today who wrote a piece on vulnerability, and that seems to be kind of the theme in all of our podcasts. Everyone has has been vulnerable. And so um, I am going to go there and speak on how you can create connection. And I know that every coach gets into coaching because, you know, it's fun. They want to win. They want to work their way up the ladder but really what it comes down to and this is really in any kind of leadership position you don't get to the top without creating strong connections with the people that you're working with right and so um i'm i'm looking forward to that and i can't wait to get there the the actual conference is being held on saturday and yeah so i've just been plugging away um me like probably most other athletes and and people have been athletes and coaches I have, um, I am, I suffer from the somewhat, sometimes the not good enough disease. And mm-hmm. I have to continue to tell myself that it doesn't have to be perfect. And I'm really just shifting, Dave, from talking about, you know, teaching points to just telling my story. Sure. Because, yeah. like uh, you and I have said, we've been through. Uh, a lot in our years, good, bad, and ugly, and there's a lot of things to be learned. And I really just think, I, at least for me, I learn most when I can hear someone else's real authentic story, which is why we do this podcast. Shelley, as a great lady once told me, oh, by the way, it was you, you are enough. And I presume that's primarily what your, um, your your whole focus is. And like you said, and we talked about with our listeners' feedback, we want all of it you can send us, please. Uh, we, we are inspired by you. We want to keep reaching you. But to that point, Shelley, about you are enough, I mean, there are so many times that you know we, we beat ourselves up and, and that vulnerability you talk about and exercising that grit muscle. And you know, it's interesting when I talked off the air a little bit with our upcoming guest, Josie Kuhlman. I'll tell you what, Shelly, you and I have talked about this <laughs> off the air. We chuckle, you know, the good, bad, the ugly, the indifferent, and I always say, and all the in-betweens. This young lady has got it figured out early uh, where it took you and I a little longer and some of us others. And hey, uh, you know what they always say, Shelly? The story is in the journey. Well, <laughs> you and I have had some journeys uh, independently, and now we're, uh, we're getting together on the air to share them with our listeners. But uh, this young lady... Uh, Far beyond her years, as you said to me off the air, and I couldn't agree more with you, her beautiful depths uh, blog and as well as her story on the the player's testimony. And we thank Brandon Snyder for uh, setting this up. But I'm always blown away by anybody who can share a story and be vulnerable like that. But then when you look at her early age of early 20s, I'm always blown away by that. Yeah, it's it, it going to be an incredible uh interview so you want to you guys want to hang on and and listen to what Josie has to say but yeah it's that's the beauty of what we get to do um and and I like the fact that we're bringing people in from all over the place uh yeah. yes we've mostly had a sports related theme but we've got professional athletes to amateur athletes um and next week after Josie we will have a uh, strength and conditioning coach who works with professional athletes. So everybody has a story, and um, and that's why you know this platform has been created because, uh, as we say, and I don't, it's it's in our logo, and your story could be the key to unlock the chains that's holding someone else back. Yeah, and and really that's 
kind of the, the reason that we have this platform. It's why I'm going to Duke to do what I'm doing. And I have to mention this quickly. I thought it was really funny as I was, I, God always has a way of helping me figure my stuff out mm-hmm. because I've been toying back and forth with what should I say and what parts of this. And, you know, I've only got 45 minutes to talk and you know me, I could talk straight <laughs> for 45 minutes. That's a gift. For it's an a hour gift. 45. It's a gift. So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, I was, I was watching a, a piece on the news and it dawned on me or it came up that this is the 30th anniversary of the movie, The Field of Dreams. Yes. And I was in the movie, The Field of Dreams, which is a fun fact about me. Not a lot of people know. I was an extra, but I'm still in it. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can see me. I can point myself out. I'm in the PTA book banning scene. But what was incredible to me about that is I was in that as a summer job in between my freshman and sophomore years in college. And little did I know, unbeknownst to me, I was about to enter into one of the most difficult, mentally, emotionally, physically exhausting times of my life before I made that movie. And um, now fast forward 30 years later, and what is that whole movie about? That whole movie is about easing his pain, easing someone's pain. Mm -hmm. And whether it's easing the pain of Terrence Mann or whether it's easing the pain of the Black Sox. Um, or ultimately easing the pain of the relationship between a father and a son and Kevin Costner and, and uh, his, his father in the movie Ray Kinsella um, was all about giving people a, a second chance and creating connection. And so I watched that today and I thought, you know what? This is perfect. There's my story. And so uh, the, the Field of Dreams is going to make a trip with me to Duke University this weekend. Shelley, an oft-used and, uh, and very accurate, in your case, I love this. Sometimes it's where the material writes itself, and you're the living embodiment of that. So, hey, uh, best of luck in that, Travels. We're going to talk to Josie Kuhlman in the next two segments. So you owe us a story next week when you come back for our Too Much Grit to Quit. We want to hear all about your story uh, at Duke and your presentation. So continued success and best of luck with that. And we're going to return with more of Too Much Grit to Quit. She's my friend and co-host Shelley Till. I'm Dave O'Hara. Josie Kuhlman will be joining us, a national champion uh, with the Florida Gators tennis team last year and so we're looking forward to hearing her story now Uh, she is no longer playing professional tennis so we're going to catch up with her and her life and her story can't wait to hear that and again as Shelly had mentioned you heard in the show open and you'll hear in the show close please like us subscribe to us share us download us rate us give us your comments do all the above we'd love to get your feedback so again back with more of too much grit to quit in just a few moments Hello and welcome back to Too Much Grit to Quit. I'm Shelley Till, joined with my co-host and friend Dave O'Hara, and we are happy to have you along for this ride once again. I think this is episode number six, right, Dave? It is indeed. I had to take my one uh, sock and shoe off my left foot so I could get over five. <laughs> so yes, that makes six. We've, that's good. We've made it past one foot. We'll keep it going, <laughs> see if we can get to two feet here. But our guest today, I'm really excited to have you uh, on board here today. Our guest is Josie Kuhlman. She is a national champion. I think you're our first national champion that we've had on the on the on the broadcast on the podcast so far. So we want to welcome in Josie Kuhlman, a national champion from the Florida Gators tennis program, and uh, she is kind of fresh off of that national championship and pursued a bit of a professional career in tennis and is currently employed at Notre Dame University as a writer. Josie also has uh, an amazing, you need to check this out, a blog called Beautiful Depths and is a, a, a aspiring photographer, I see, very talented. So Josie, you are a woman of many, many talents and we are excited to have you along on Too Much Grit to Quit today. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. I, I should have mentioned, I forgot this part because this was, I laughed when I saw this because I can totally relate. You are a self-proclaimed stubborn overachiever. <laughs> Is that still the case? <laughs> oh, absolutely. My whole life. <laughs> well, welcome to the club. We can relate. We can hang out in that club. You and I could probably be the, the president and vice president of that one. Yes. 
Now, Josie, when you, when, as Shelly had mentioned, when you say about being an overachiever, and I think that's, I, I could put myself in your two club, in, in your clubs as well. Now, when you talk about overachieving, you know, a lot of times the expression goes and we live this out, we're our own worst critics. So is it something to that effect? Or you use that as a fuel of saying, I must, I must, I must? Or is it something where if you hear something negative or you have a quote unquote weakness, you use that as fuel to get better? I know a lot of times we hear that especially in athletics. But uh, take us through that path of being an overachiever or at least setting your sights on that. Yeah, I think my whole life, uh, growing up, I just always wanted to be the best at everything, whether it was in the classroom, on the tennis court. Um, I, you know, I was always just taught to, to give my best. And, um, obviously, that giving your best and being the best is different because even though you try really hard, that doesn't mean you're always going to get the results you want. But a lot of times I equated it with the same thing. Like, um, if I try really hard, I should win, you know? So mm-hmm. I just expected a, a lot out of myself and still do. Um, and I think that's just a lot of great competitors like that. They have that mindset just because they, they want to win so badly. Um, but I also think it's kind of a two-sided coin because um, it also, like, hurts you to an extent because you're never – I don't know, you're never really satisfied, um, like, with your results and with winning. Um, I know, you know, I, I've, I've written about this, you know, winning a national championship or um, even even when I decided to move on from professional tennis, um, it was really hard because I, I, I knew I had more in me. I knew I could do more, and I, I had this feeling like I can always do more. Like it's always whether I'm Serena Williams or not, like me, you know. Right. Like I, I, it's, it's always going to be hard to put down the rackets because you're always going to have that thought in your head: I can do better. I can do more. Um, and I think I think that's that's the tough part about um, you know being an overachiever is you're you're never really satisfied. Right. And a quick follow-up to that or a second part of that is you chose an, an individual sport in one level, as you mentioned, a two-sided mm-hmm. coin here. But then again, tennis is a team sport, as you mentioned, national champion for the University of Florida Gators. So do you take that, you know, and you talk about in your writings about losing your match, but you still have to go and be a leader and be a part of that team and, and push that ahead. And so in that respect, it's good for team leadership to be an overachiever because you say to yourself, you know, okay, I didn't do specifically what I set out to do, but we still have the larger goal here as a team. But then again, as I mentioned, we can be our own worst critics and then as you wrote about you can beat yourself up a little bit so it's interesting kind of a juxtaposition where you had a team sport somewhat but a very individual sport in the same token so I'm curious on your thoughts about that as well yeah uh, well before college uh, you know I'd never played on a team before like Mm -hmm. I think that's why college is so unique and special especially in tennis because it's the one time you actually get to play on a team, which is why I'm such an advocate for or, um, for collegiate tennis. Like, even if you want to play professionally, like you can do both, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it just you just develop so many skills, um, like intangible skills uh, when you're when you're playing on a team, and that that's one of them right there. Is just learning to be a leader, learning to be selfless, and like get outside of yourself. Um, you know, when you when you lose a match, you got to focus on your other five teammates out there competing. And I think that's so important because as tennis players, as an individual sport, a lot of the times the focus is on us, you know, our tournaments, our training, our travel, like, and it gets very, you know, inward drawn and and then you're out there on the tennis court by yourself. So um, I think it's really important to look outside of yourself. And I think that's in life in general, Mm -hmm. you know, to be be very selfless. And that's only going to help you become a better, better athlete and more importantly, a better person. Uh, so I, yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying. It's, it's an interesting thing, but um, yeah. Josie, to that point, when you you mentioned and you wrote about this in the players' testimony, the fact that your team at Florida won the national championship, but it was 2 a.m. and you couldn't sleep because you just kept ruminating on the fact that you didn't win your individual match mm-hmm. and felt like you didn't contribute enough to the team's victory. And I think mm-hmm. you go on to talk about how you, you know, ha- have overcome that. But for people who aren't familiar with that story, and more importantly, people who might be listening, who are either on a team 
and maybe they don't feel like they're not getting the playing time that they want or they don't feel like they're contributing to the team's success or on the flip side the team's uh, struggles but they're Mm -hmm. they're on the team and so how do you what message would you send to younger athletes out there who are on a team and maybe feel like either they're not contributing in one way shape or form like you did at 2 a.m after you guys won the national championship yeah yeah no it was just to kind of give you background i mean yeah it was really strange because you know i dreamed of winning a national championship um and i remember winning and you know crowding the court with my teammate that won and obviously i was so like joyful and like happy and whatever but the like selfish part of me or the the competitor in me was like oh like i didn't i didn't win my match like I didn't contribute to this, whatever, you know, does, does it even mean as much, you know, and all those doubts like flooding my head. Um, and I remember just like beating myself up over, over, you know, nothing. We had just won a national championship for crying out loud. Um, but I think, you know, like you said, that, that is the competitor's mindset and whether it's, you're not getting enough playing time or you're, you're not performing like you should, um, you're going through a rough patch. I, I mean, I had, plenty of those throughout my career and I think ultimately it comes down to like where your identity lies where um, you find your worth because um, I know this isn't like a faith-based podcast but um, my faith is very important to me and that that's kind of what fuels everything I do Um, and I honestly tennis um, made that stronger because I realized like at those points like why am I so down like why is this eating me up and and it's, you know, I place too much importance on this one thing in my life when that does not define me, you know, um, and just it, it made me look outside of myself and realize that, um, you know, my faith, you know, my relationship with Christ, for instance, sh- should be enough for me in itself. And I shouldn't have to find my worth in my accomplishments or what I'm doing, but in Him. Um, so that's, that's honestly what, um, how I've really dealt with that. And when I'm able to like really, really buy into that and focus on that, that's when I was able to have such a healthy mindset and play my best and be free and happy with whatever results I got. Um, but it's definitely tough, you know, being a, being a competitive athlete. Well, and, Josie, I'm yeah. glad that you brought that up mm-hmm. because um, I, we are actually, one of the reasons Dave and I started this was because we talked about the whole concept of grit and where does it come from and how do you overcome challenges. And for me, mm-hmm. I've been in, in your shoes. I have not had been on a team to win a national title, however, but I have been in that position to where, in fact, I just wrote a post about this on my Instagram um, yesterday, which, by the way, people, you can check out at Shelly Till. But I wear this this My Word necklace and it says, you are enough on it. And I mm-hmm. went through those struggles. I'm so uh, jealous of you because you figured this out at a very young age. I was way more <laughs> stubborn than you, and it took me a lot longer. But, yes, I am uh, so glad that you brought up your faith because, to me, and I know Dave agrees with this, and we've had Brandon Schneider on the program, and he talked about his faith and how the our faith and our belief in Christ and, and who, who God says we are as people has gotten all of us through major, major adversities in life. And so sharing that, please do share that freely. And I think that um, you're spot on because when you're an athlete, like you said, we are constantly, constantly striving for perfection. We are constantly being compared Mm -hmm. to the next person, either on our team or our next competitor. And it can get, it becomes almost overwhelming. It becomes your identity until it's not. Mm-hmm. And that's a mm-hmm. tough spot right there to be in. So and the yeah yeah and the other important the, the other important part of that uh, Shelley too uh, for you Josie is um, you said it's not a faith based and and it's wherever someone finds their anchor as Shelley and I talk about about being vulnerable now mm-hmm. primarily that is involved with faith but for those of you of the, for those listening that that haven't had that walk with Christ or who aren't there yet uh, maybe this podcast does it for you or whatever your anchor is but you know you're exactly right like Shelley said I'm really glad you shared that with us because part of this is and 
You led right into it, and I'd, I'd have you go a little deeper into mm. that, which is an athlete's guide to vulnerability. And that was your other post on, uh, and it's theplayerstestimony.com. As Shelly had mentioned, we had Brandon Snyder on earlier, former Iowa Hawkeye football player and also at South Dakota State. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. And then, you know, we talked about being hard on yourself. That was your other post, which leads you to your blog, your personal blog, Beautiful Depths, uh, stories by you, mm-hmm. Josie Kuhlman. So I, I would think that's the one thing I really wanted to hone in next on. And, and Shelly, I know you and I, we're headed down this path anyway, and we've got so much more to cover. Again, this is Too Much Grit to Quit. My friend and co-host, Shelly Till, I'm Dave O'Hara. And again, please, uh, as it says in the show introduction and show close, please uh, like us, share us, download us. Uh, also, um, if you would, let everybody else know. So, uh, Josie, your story is so compelling in the fact that that vulnerability we Shelly and I talk about. And so we'd really like mm-hmm. you to kind of go a little bit more in depth, if you would, as to what you wrote about in reference to an athlete's guide to vulnerability, or even if a person's not an athlete, you've got to be vulnerable to strip some things away. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. There's this great quote. Um, I think it's by CS Lewis. That is um, to be, to love is to, to be vulnerable. Um, it's kind of the essence of the quote, like you can't love without vulnerability. Um, and I think it's so, so important um, that we do open up, that we do share our hearts with people, more more importantly with Christ but um, than with others, because I think that each and every one of us has a story to share. We all have struggles that we go through, mm-hmm. um, and it's how, it's how we navigate those. And um, it's, it's the reason why I started my uh, ministry of Beautiful Depths, um, my blog and stuff, is is because I felt like I have been so blessed to have um, grown up in a very strong um, Catholic family and have my faith that has always been with me every step of the way. And a lot of people um, were not blessed with that. And um, I feel like I'm very spiritually mature in that way, in mm-hmm. the sense that I just grew up knowing knowing that the Lord loved me, knowing these truths. Um, and I obviously I still go through all the same struggles everybody else does, but having that as my rock um, has been able to just guide me um, each step of the way, and just sharing that with others uh, is so important to me because I I want others to know that there is something better, there is a better way to handle these things, um, that you don't have to be miserable all the time, it doesn't, you know, and, and I think that's really important in vulnerability um, because if I, if I didn't share those things, like, people wouldn't know, you know, people just mm-hmm. know what you, what you show them from the outside. And that is so deceiving. Um, you know, people, if you look at someone's Instagram or whatever, they'll, you'll think like, oh, they're the perfect person. But like that, that was kind of my whole thing about this is like, yeah, I'm an athlete. I'm a writer, photographer. Like I do all these things, like cool things, but there's so much more to me. And there's a lot of things I struggle with. But, like, by opening up about those things, I'm able to share, like, the beauty of that struggle and how it ultimately should point us back to Christ. Um, so, yeah, I, um, I, the the specifics of the Athlete's Guide to Vulnerability, uh, just, like, being vulnerable and just one step at a time, like, whether it's, like, the first, like, starting with the Lord and then just slowly, like, letting other people in, I think is just so important. Yes. Well stated. And Shelly, um, boy, time goes so quickly. And uh, Josie, listening to you and Shelly talk about that, and I wanted to get that part in. We're going to continue with more of that. And again, uh, this is Too Much Grit to Quit. My friend and co-host Shelly Till, I'm Dave O'Hara. We are pleased to have Josie Kuhlman joining us, a former national champion tennis player at the University of Florida. And now she is writing for Notre Dame. Again, as uh, Shelly and I have asked you earlier, and again in our show introduction and show close, you'll hear that we ask you that you please like, share, uh, also subscribe. We can be a part of winning a contest we have here. If you're one of the lucky subscribers uh, that we draw your name, you're going to get a pair of Shelly's son-in-law, but also all pro tight end George Kittle, and uh, you get a, a pair of games, game-worn gloves signed by George that he wore in his record-breaking year last year. So we've got a lot more to cover in uh, Too Much Grit to Quit with Josie Kuhlman, Shelly Till, myself, Dave O'Hara. Back with more in just a few moments. Welcome back to Too Much Grit to Quit. I'm Shelley Till, along with my co-host, Dave O'Hara, and we are delighted to be joined by Josie Kuhlman, former 
Florida Gator national champion tennis player, and Josie is now a writer at Notre Dame and has a wonderful blog of her own called Beautiful Depth. So, listeners, make sure you go check that out. And Josie has just been sharing her story about trying to overcome perfectionism and being an overachiever and really relying on God for her identity. And Josie, um, before we get back to you, I just want to ask the listeners, if you like what you're hearing on this podcast and on our previous episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, rate it on your app. If you would be so generous as to write us a review, we would love that and certainly share with your network so we can get this message out to more people. But Josie, speaking of a message, getting that out, I think um, you're obviously a very gifted writer and you've had to be very vulnerable, as you mentioned in our first segment. And I know that your identity and a, a huge reason you're able to overcome adversity and and this is called too much grit to quit because we like to talk about people's paths and how they've overcome Mm -hmm. challenges and so for you in addition to your faith who is it when you think of the word grit or when you hear the word grit who is it in your life that exemplifies that to you oh man um gosh definitely i mean Definitely my parents, and I mean I, I could list any of my siblings as well. Like my, they're they're my biggest role models. Um, just because no matter what happens in life, you know they they keep they keep coming back um, and just stay true to to the faith to what to whatever the good Lord gives them. And I and I think it's important because um, a lot of people think that struggles are a lot of times about overcoming them and like bouncing back. But like a lot of times it's about accepting what the Lord gives you in each and every moment um, and rolling with it, you know, rolling with the punches. Mm -hmm. And those, those people in my life that inspire me the most are the ones who accept where, where they are in the present moment and make the most of it, you know, um, because, the only way to prepare for the future is to to live the present moment to the best of our abilities. And if we're, you know, down about something, about a certain struggle that we're dealing with, um, and we're all we're focused on is getting out of it, like, we're going to miss the graces that the Lord wants to give us in in that struggle. Because um, I, I truly believe that each each um, each difficulty, is each cross in our life is for a reason and to teach us something. And to, to learn from it, and um, I think embracing that is is crucial. And the, those people, especially my parents, um, my siblings, they they do it the best of anybody. Um, and so I'm just grateful for their example because that they've taught me that that's what I need to do when um, when I go through hard times. So. Well, and to that point, when you talk about, um, I, I, to me anyway, when I read your uh, stories and the uh, player's testimony, again, uh, listeners, we uh, encourage you to go to that. Uh, again, a, a, a previous guest, Brandon uh, Schneider, uh, it's uh, theplayerstestimony.com. But uh, I would ask you more, Josie, in reference to your personal blog, uh, Beautiful Depths. I think it's very appropriately named and has multiple meanings, I'm sure. Um, so I want you to talk about that. But the second part of that, and I'll just take as much time as you need to describe this out. It's got to be a labor of love for you because I see or read that you're doing it with a friend of yours. Uh, besides her stories or her contributions and, and your photography, you also have your sister involved. So you talk about your family. So let's get into the, the naming of Beautiful Depths. And again, in my opinion and what I'm reading and seeing, boy, you have nailed it uh, with the naming of your blog, number one. But then talk about, again, your sister and your friend uh, collaborating with you on that as well, please. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, it took me a while to design everything, so I'm yeah. glad that in the name <laughs> I put a lot of thought into it. But essentially, um, I, it's, you know, the depths of our souls mm-hmm. is what it's supposed to be about. Um, just because I feel like a lot of people today are so superficial um, and just don't want to go deep. And um, honestly, my closest friends, the people that I relate to, my family, it's just people that I can talk to any about anything with um and a lot of times that's going into the deepest things that i struggle with and just being open about them and like having conversations about them um but i just realize in our society today a lot of times we're so scared about it so scared of offending people mm-hmm. that they don't think the same way or that if 
they're not going to like what we're going through, you know, and um, I just think that that's not right. And we need to, we need to have conversations about that and bring things into the open so we can, we can discern what, what the truth is, you know? Um, and yeah, so I am going into like the, I guess the ministry team behind the blog now. Um, I started it on my own, like, a year officially like a year ago uh but it was in the works for a couple years just like brainstorming thinking about things uh but i started it after i graduated college and started playing professional tennis um and then about three four months in um i made friends with uh, a girl that i met on instagram um her name's samantha Jonalo, um and she actually went to the university of florida as well and was involved in campus ministry just like me, but I didn't I didn't know her at all. So we connected on Instagram. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she um she helped me a lot with the design. Um, she we put out like weekly wallpapers, like sewn wallpapers and stuff. And then she um she writes for us as well. And then back in November, um, actually it's my so my cousin married um this his wife, so the girl my cousin married my cousin-in-law, I guess. Uh, her name is Kaylee Kuhlman, and she now um, helps us with the blog, contributes and writes. So we have a little ministry team, which it, which makes it a lot more um, just it's easier for me to keep up with on a weekly basis and, you know, put out content, especially now that I have a normal, normal job, per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my time is not, um, I don't have as much free time. So that definitely helps me like stay consistent and be able to give good content and yeah, offer different perspectives as well. So well, that's the cool thing, Shelley. You and I talk about this all the time about sharing the load and involving team. And right. here you go again from that individual sport of tennis. Look at you letting all your walls yes. down there, Josie. Bringing your friend and <laughs> sister-in-law right. in. There you go. Yeah, very cool. Josie, I would I would like to um, first of all, I, I want you to expand upon the blog and the things that you're doing now, and what is it that you hope to to uh see in your future what are your aspirations and i know as an athlete you're obviously uh one of the things transitioning into civilian world is how yeah do we, how do i maintain that level of somewhat competitiveness and passion in the quote-unquote real world so how have you mm-hmm. utilized the skills that you learned as an athlete and also how has it been challenging making that transition yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you asked that question because uh, it's been it's been very hard for me. On the on the I'll be vulnerable right here. Um, it's uh, it's been probably the most difficult thing that I've had to do, and it's something I think I'm still still struggling with on a daily basis and um, learning. Like just because from the time I was 11 years old, my only dream was to be a pro tennis player. Um, and that is what I put my heart and soul into every single day. Um, and, you know, in college, even then, you know, I had my sights set on that after graduation. And so a lot of people were kind of a little shocked. That they're the ones that didn't know me super well, you know, just from the outsider's perspective, were a little shocked when I made kind of the pivot um, into the real world so soon. Um, but I think ultimately um, – in my life, it's important to follow God's will over my own. And, you know, I um, I think I realized somewhere near the end of college, I made the realization that as much as I love professional tennis, as much as I love playing, um, I, I knew the lifestyle wasn't conducive long-term, like, you know, down the road for what I wanted. Because, um, you know, I, I didn't want to be traveling till I'm 30, 35. You know, I hope to settle down someday, you know, and mm-hmm. have a family and whatnot. So, like, those things I knew. Um, but I was like, well, that's that won't be for a while, so I'm going to pursue pursue it after graduation because I don't know what else to do. Um, and that if this is my only dream, I want to give it a shot, right? So, um, so that's what I planned on doing, and that's what I did for about nine months. But it, it got to the point where um, – it's actually my blog helps me a lot because it was through that ministry uh, that I realized where my passions were. Um, and I realized that my heart was truly in like ministry and service of others and just like sharing my faith with people. Um, Cause it sounds crazy, but I got more fulfillment out of 
someone reaching out to me or a message that I'll receive, like, oh my gosh, thank you for that post. Like, it helped me go, like, work through this situation and, like, just thank you so much. Like, that that gave me more fulfillment than winning a mm-hmm. tennis match. And it sounds so crazy because, like, tennis is what I put all my time into. Um, but I that that's just what I felt. And it's funny because I remember I was playing um, three pro tournaments back in Greece in October. Um, and I was playing really well, like, and my parents were with me. I'm on an island in Greece, like, basically living the dream of wow. professional yeah, tennis, you know? definitely. I mean, playing, definitely, I mean, it was low, it's like the lowest level of pro tennis, but it's still pro tennis, and then still having fun with it, and having the time of my life, honestly, but I, I would come back to my hotel room at night and, um, have this sinking feeling, like, is this all there is? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just crazy because I'm like, how I'm having so much fun. Like, how could I not be fulfilled doing this? Um, and that was a real like, turning point for me because um, I think I realized that God might be leading me somewhere else, and I didn't have peace doing this, even though it's what I always wanted. Um, so when I when I got back home, I um, made the decision to start just applying to things um, and. So I started applying to jobs at Catholic institutions because that is where my heart was, is in my faith and sharing that. Um, but I was like, I'll keep playing tennis until something opens up. Because if God wants me to go, like, open a door, he'll make it happen. Um, so that's kind of what I did. And long story short, this job at Notre Dame kind of fell into my lap. Um, and I wasn't really, really interested in it at first. Um, but it's came so easily and I started to realize that hey maybe this is where it wants me to be um so I transitioned here that up in back in February so three four months ago um but it's it hasn't you know it hasn't been easy for sure um and I think I struggle with the the identity thing still to this day Mm -hmm. you know even though I have my strong convictions of my faith um and my identity in Christ it's a daily battle because you know Sometimes I'm sitting at my desk, you know, might not have a lot of work to do that day, might be a little bored, and I think, what am I doing? Like, I could be in, like, Italy playing tennis right now. Like, why am I at a desk, you know? There are worse um, places so to be, that's for like, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think that's the thing. Like, you're always going to have doubt when you make big decisions. You can always look back and say things, but I think ultimately um, – I, I look back and I, you know, I remember having peace about my decision or following the Lord's will, like where I feel the Holy Spirit prompting me. And I have to trust that, you know. And I think that's important for anyone um, going through, you know, transitional times or making big decisions. Um, and I think, you know, because there's going to be pros and cons to everything, but I think right. you got to trust your instinct and go for it. You so, being, well, yeah. Um, yeah. You being at peace for that really got my attention, Shelly and Josie. And again, this is too much grit to quit. Shelly Till, I'm Dave O'Hara. We are pleased to have Josie Kuhlman joining us. And, uh, you know, Josie, when you talk about being at peace with that decision, you know, Shelly and I have talked on the air, off the air about this, and you brought it up a couple different times. Is Societally, too, when you mentioned about it was a tough transition for you, you know, and luckily you had your parents with you, your family, uh, friends have, have accepted that. And then you had to have that own accept, that self-acceptance. And I think so much we're tied into is you know what other people think or societally or judgmental or hey mm-hmm. don't beat me over the head with your you're this or you're that or don't try to change mm-hmm. my way but that's what Shelly and I have so much enjoyed and you talk about being at peace or there's so much more and you know Shelly and I have done so many different sports shows individually or with other groups and when we got together to do this it was like why can't we share our stories and if it takes a secular non-secular whatever the path is in your case uh it was just great to hear you come to peace with that and we've done that with this podcast is it's like whatever people nuggets people want to take from the stories but I agree with Shelly when she said this earlier. I'm jealous of you that <laughs> you got to come upon this so much earlier in your life. And I I guess they always say that the, the path isn't worth it unless you struggle. Well, I've struggled with those things. So <laughs> good for you getting it at such a young age. Oh, thank you. No, it's uh, it's my, my parents and my upbringing for sure. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, Josie, I have yeah. a question. You, you mentioned before about um, 
the the thing that lights you up now even more so than winning that national championship was when someone reaches out and you make that connection with them they feel that connection mm-hmm. and that is so incredibly important and i'm so glad that you said that um and i'm just curious in listening to you and what lights you up and your background and where you and you're on a university campus at notre dame catholic institution very highly regarded uh academically and athletically could there potentially be any coaching in your future? Is that something that interests you at all? Yeah, um, I think it's definitely something I would be interested in. Um, I think my idea of taking this position was um, I felt felt called to step back for a second and um, kind of develop some of my other gifts and abilities and honestly just explore what what I what the Lord wants of me next. Um, Cause I think your last question that I didn't really answer, like what my next, uh, you know, dreams are for the future and stuff, because honestly, I, I, I don't know. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. that's a scary, that's a scary thing for me. Cause I'm, I've always been an extreme, I am an extremely goal oriented person. I love having dreams and, you know, go, doing whatever I can to achieve them. Um, and right now I'm trying to figure out what that next dream is. Um, and it's it's definitely an interesting time because I think I'm throwing myself into a lot of different things. Uh, obviously, like I have my job, my blog, my ministry there, um, my photography, um, and then I love like love speaking and just doing like engagements like that. Um, so definitely, I'm I'm gonna hopefully help out the team here on a volunteer basis. Um, so that will be good. Uh, but yeah, I I was you know I, I love the game. It's it's, it's my passion. Still is always will be a passion of mine, um, but yeah, I love just motivating people and just inspiring them, having that connection in some way. And um, I get that through my blog, but you can get it through a lot of different areas, obviously. So okay, well, I'll follow up on Shelley's with the. Uh, well, greatly appreciate your time. We're going to go a little extra time here, so take your time on this answer. As I like to finish uh, most of the segments with, or the, these shows uh, with our guest uh, guest segment. So in Shelley's reference to what you want to do in the future and that type of thing, going forward, what advice or what comments, words to live by, that type of thing, if people don't want to hear advice, what would you leave our listeners and Shelley and myself with as we wrap up this interview this week with you, Josie? Yeah. Um, yeah, let me think about this. I'd like to <laughs> give them something good. We're reco- As I say, we're recording this, so this is going to come back to either haunt you or give you great credit. So either way... <laughs> oh man um gosh i feel like i would have so many pieces of advice but um i think that like in in when i when i look um look at my life and just all the different you know stages and just different periods um i feel like there's there's often like so much uncertainty in life, you know, and we want to be in control. We want to be able to predict the future. Um, especially like I said, as an athlete, as someone super competitive, we want to be able to control everything, but you can't, you can only control the controllables as like we would say on the post court, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and the the same is true in life. And I think a lot of it comes down to, um, you have to place your trust, um, or, you know, for me, I place my trust in the Lord. Um, and I think at any moment, if we take our sights off that, we're gonna panic, you know, we're gonna think, what am I doing? I need to know this, this, and this, but we don't need to know. All we need to know is what we're doing today. Um, and I think that's something that I often forget. And that's something that I struggle with a lot, which is why I think that I, this, my piece of advice would be, to root yourself um, in a relationship with the Lord as much as you can, because it's only from Him that that you're going to be able to move forward um, with faith, with confidence, with joy, um, even though you don't know what the heck your future holds. Um, I can attest to that right now. Every single day, I have a million things in my head of, like, what what could I do next? I could do this, 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 like a million things mm-hmm. out of my head at, while I'm at work, you know? But I, and sometimes it does overwhelm me. And when it does, I, you know, bring myself back and hopefully, you know, return to prayer and as a Catholic, um, receiving the sacraments and stuff. So, sure. um, I, I would say, I would say that, um, would be my piece of advice. Even, you know, I don't know, even if your listeners 
don't have a relationship with Christ or aren't um, faith-based, just like learning, like exploring more about that if they don't know, aren't, aren't, haven't been exposed, um, just learn about yourself. Because the more you learn and the more you put yourself out there and dig deep into, you know, the depths of your soul. Sorry, I had to put that out there. Um, oh, well done. Good you, self-promotion. I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> the more the more you dig to the depths of your soul, the more you're going to realize where your unrest is. You know, why are you restless? Why are you, you know, searching for things um, in this world that isn't going to give you true fulfillment? Because, um and I think ultimately it'll bring you back to because you can't find fulfillment here and we never will. Um, that can only be found in heaven and through Christ. So, um, yeah, that's what, that's what I would say. Well, sta- <laughs> well stated. And Shelly, it lives true every week so far. We've been doing this podcast. We could go hours with Josie, don't you agree? That's right. <laughs> I love it. You are, you are extremely wise beyond your years. It's just been an absolute pleasure and a blessing to have you. And I hope that our paths cross very, very soon. And we would love to have you back again sometime so you can update us on uh, what you got going on. But before we let you go, why don't you let everyone know where we can find you in your blog and on social media or anything you want to share in terms of your contact information? Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, so the website that my blog is on is um, beautiful depths, like the depths of your soul, um, dot com. And but we're on we're on Facebook and Instagram. We do a lot on Instagram. So you can follow us at beautiful depths blog. And then my personal is um, MJ Kuhlman 7, K U H L M A N. And I also have a photography account listed. So you can follow all of my. I have like three three Instagram accounts. So very active. Well, you two, you, you, I was just going to say, you two brought it. Uh, and I can't improve on any of that except to say. Goodbye to Josie and Shelly next week. Uh, we look forward to having another guest, and uh, we've got another great one. And uh, do you want to go ahead? Should we give his name, or should we want to hold off and surprise the listeners next week? Well, I'll just hold off and surprise the Good. listeners. Good. I like a that. Little teaser, a little teaser is he's going through some of his own uh, rehab adversity and helps professional athletes come back from injuries so that that's your teaser that is a great teaser and i'm glad i asked you first because i didn't want to spoil uh spoil the surprise no spoiler alerts here we're gonna keep it till next week but josie kuhlman thank you and again everything shelly said i could not agree more and everything you said you you put it nail on the head both of you great job again we asked that you as, as shelly had mentioned earlier and you'll hear in our show intro and outro each week to uh like subscribe share download rate us uh we'd love your comments we've gotten some very inspiring and a lot of gritty comments, haven't we, Shelly, from the listeners? And we greatly appreciate your feedback. So for Shelly Till, I'm Dave O'Hara, and also to Josie Kuhlman, too much grit to quit. That's all from us. Thanks to all of you. in the more deep dig put your in out there yourself out you know, in depth so know that into yourself out there uh, mm-hmm. sorry how no, well, that adds up I'm good all done motion I like yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> dig more you the more adapt to the soul of your you're gonna more realize that real you're aware of this